Hello, welcome to When Wrestlers Act. I'm John Cronshaw and I'm joined as ever by Colin Fox. How you doing, Colin? I'm very well, thank you. Uh, I like the rebrand there. Yeah, well, it's it's a callback to our um, episode a few weeks back, the Mario one. That's the one. I, could, I couldn't think. What, I, knew, <laughs> I knew it was something. I couldn't think. It's late in the day. I've been watching some of those old Mario episodes with my son. <laughs> my God. You know what? I, th- I think we actually um, must have picked the worst one. Really? I didn't yeah. realise that there was um, a worse one. Yeah, apparently it was the one we watched. I mean, they're all terrible, don't get me wrong, <laughs> but I mean, Jesus, that one... Um, with the, I think it was the bad rap and and they were trying to do bad rapping. So oh, what's the know. fucking noises as well? Every time the live action, they make a movement and there's one. Hey, I've, I, I've got no problem with that. I think that should be a more of a thing in more a real programs. Imagine, just imagine, Colin, if that was in what we just watched. Every time um, a certain somebody moves, um, a certain part of her anatomy makes that noise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, you know, when when you get a bit of side boob, it goes doodle-doodle-doodle-doodle. You know, the the, the one-up noise, wherever that is. Yeah. So, yeah, we've just watched, um, what was it, Baywatch. I think it was Series 7, Episode 7. I can't actually remember. Yeah, it was 7-7. Guess who's coming to dinner. There we go. And it starred none other than the showstopper himself, Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Is Is this the first thing we've done with Shawn Michaels in? I think so. I mean, I'm getting ahead of myself, but he was fucking awful in this. <laughs> I think this was one of the worst wrestling performances I've seen. He was, essentially, he was Keanu Reeves. Yeah, he was a bit wooden, let's say. <laughs> a little bit wooden. Yeah. I mean, this is this is our second dip into Baywatch. We actually recorded this for our second episode, but then it got lost, and then I ended up being able to get something from it and i think i released it as like episode eight or something ridiculous <laughs> so yeah it's been a while since we've watched baywatch was and, this before uh, or after that one this was way after yeah yeah this was after because i mean when we watched it it was like pamela anderson was in it oh yeah that's right and she wasn't just the only character yes i noticed that as well like what what happened to um what was she called that, that one who died of cancer, what was she called? She didn't the, die uh, of cancer, she just got cancer, then got struck by lightning. <laughs> <laughs> she did. <laughs> yeah, I think that was after she she died, yeah. And so. There were other characters as well. Where were they apart from David Hasselhoff? I was waiting for Yasmin Bleeth. I was very disappointed that she wasn't there. She was always my favourite. I never watched it until... A couple of years ago when we did that one and I've not watched it since until today and no, it was shit. <laughs> Shall we get on to it? Let's do it, let's <laughs> do it. So, what was it? It opens up and you've got some kids playing in a cave. That was never basically. gone well, was it? It reminded me of Casualty. It was just like, yeah, there's kids kids playing in a cave. You've got to rescue them. Luckily, one of them's got... Well, sorry, one of them. Both of them have got walkie-talkies. <laughs> well, that's convenient. Yeah, yeah. And going, ah, I'm trapped in a cave. And and um, then Pamela Anderson and her handsome boyfriend go and rescue them. He was what also was crap. What they... was he called? Was he called something like Cody? Yes, I think he was Cody. The dialogue between these two, it was worse than fucking Star Wars. <laughs> they they had no chemistry whatsoever. And 
just watched it and I made some notes and they're on my other computer so I can't be bothered but suffice no. to say they just irritate the living crap out of me ah uh, well <laughs> oh but one thing that, that was great that uh, we've already missed is that theme tune that was fucking amazing what the watch one yes yeah well I watched it with Claire last night and um, we did watch the theme <laughs> tune twice <laughs> 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 it was very good. Oh, so, <clears throat> and he also um, hinted at all the hot ladies in it and all the all the muscly men. And uh, and then there was Pamela Anderson, sorry Pamela Lee, and that was and her two boobies, and that was it. Yeah, and they were massive, and just like I don't know, she's just like a re like I know she was meant to be hot, but she was just really unattractive. I don't know why it was. Uh, she had, she was just, she'd gone to that stage where. I'm not saying that she was incredibly good-looking, but you take Katie Price, and when she was young and before she had all the boob jobs, she was a reasonably good-looking woman. And then she start, you started seeing her pictures everywhere, and in each different picture you'd see, her boobs were a slightly different size. <laughs> and that's what had happened here. I suppose NASA could probably learn a thing or two from her, like the anti-grav stuff that was going on. I thought that was quite... <laughs> Quite interesting. Oh, but red red swimsuit with ugg boots, John. Uh, yeah, we we uh, yeah we we did talk <laughs> talk a bit about that look. It's an interesting one. Yeah, yeah. I, Claire Claire wasn't aware that ugg boots existed in the in the mid nineties. Yeah, so I had that, this conversation with Laura as well. <laughs> it's like that's that was a look. That was a gimmick. You know. <laughs> there we go. All those uh, bohemian chic art mm. history students at Leeds University. You know. Got their look from Pamela Anderson. <laughs> yes. I'm sure be happy to know that. The only thing I wanted to do with this show, I watched it by myself and I just wanted to do the old thing of, because Laura was on the way home, I wanted to just sit there with my trousers around my ankles and say, ah, <laughs> you've caught me watching Baywatch. <laughs> I just happen, pulled these up. No, it didn't. <laughs> I finished half an hour earlier. <laughs> so? I finished yeah. watching the programme half an hour earlier. All oh, right, okay. So what? It wasn't. It wasn't me. Because from from what you just said, that would mean you finished by the time those kids were rescued. <laughs> no, no, that was only five minutes in <laughs> in a forty-five minute show. Okay, right. Well, I'm glad you were counting. Yes. <laughs> so it would have been. Yeah. So so yeah. So the kids get rescued. What does this lead to in the story? Just out of interest. Nothing. Just... It was just a casualty thing. Yeah, it was just there. It was like, yeah, just to remind you, these people are lifeguards. Yeah. That's their job. Attractive lifeguards. Although, yeah. you say a bad word about the half. No, no, he was fine and this is the only good thing. Um, but the only, the though. guy, he, well, the only better than bad thing. <laughs> the, the only better, better than bad thing. No. <laughs> No, no, I disagree with that, and I'll tell you why in a bit, but carry on. Okay, it's just that the guy, whatever it was called, stereotypical Nazi-looking American, he, he was Cody, uh, not Cody, Dolph Ziggler. He just yeah, reminded yeah. me of Dolph Ziggler. But I know I know that you've just got an innate, unjustified hatred of Dolph Ziggler, so, you know. I think it's perfectly justified. Yeah, so the next scene we get is Gilf Lady. <laughs> Is that a fair description? It's, it's a reasonable like, description, yeah. So, so so basically we've had the first scene is is these kids in a cave, 
potentially about to drown and Pamela Anderson's boobs everywhere. And then it's just old lady boobs for a bit. It's like, she's basically a floozy. Is that a fair description? I think so, yeah. And so she's, I think she was a former Las Vegas showgirl. Yeah. And um, she's the good luck charm of some mafia boss <laughs> called Tony. Of course he was. Yeah. Now, this is what I was on about. This is the good thing about <clears throat> this programme. I thought Tony was brilliant. He was my favourite character. How many times did he say Capiche, John? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just like, honestly, he was just the biggest racial stereotype (laughs) ever. It was... (laughs) I don't know. There was the American stereotypes as well. I mean, he he wasn't, um, you know, chowing down pasta and going on about uh, meatballs and stuff (laughs) like in the Mario one, but, uh, (laughs) you know. yeah. But he didn't say capiche once. He was just like, I'm an Italian mafia boss. And, uh, yeah, so anyway, this guy, he he looked like an Italian mafia boss. He looked like an extra in Goodfellas. <laughs> and um, he, what was it he did? He, he was playing craps. Yes, that was the game, craps. It's uh, a ridiculously complicated game. Yeah, I was playing it, playing craps the other day when I um, had a bad kebab, you know. <laughs> Don't be stupid, John. You don't have kebabs in Cumbria. Is, is this thing gone? Hello? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Um, yeah, so they was playing craps and he's, he, he grabs on to... What was her name? I didn't, I didn't even get her name. Um, Gilf. Gilf, yeah. So, he, to be honest, I wouldn't. But, um, no, so he, he, gra- he grabbed on to the flues. He was like, you're my good luck charm. He threw the dice... And he scored a whatever it is. Yeah, bad. guys. Yeah. That means so, uh, two. You're not my good luck charm. That's bad. And then he's like, he whispers to the uh, casino man, whatever he's called. Course. Go on. You know it, Colin. You go to casinos. Uh, yeah, he just wants to bet a massive bank roll. Yep. Technical terms it's there. Credit That's lying one. and. Um, Quar- quarter of a million. Blimey. Quarter of a million on craps. You ask him to lose it. It's. The most. But no, he had his good luck charm with him. Oh, right, well, he should have won. And so he rolled the dice, and what happened, Colin? She got snake eyes. Ah! Oh, can you not bet on snake eyes? You can. can you he bet on everything but snake eyes. Ah, oh, dickhead. Yes, it serves him right for doing such a stupid bet. Are you not a fan of craps? I think it's the worst casino game ever invented. Really? Well... You told me that about roulette. No, really, that's a fine game. I don't play it. If You're just asking to lose your money if you play roulette. But at least you've got a much better chance of winning at roulette than you have craps. The house edge on craps is enormous. I think it's something right. like you've got... There's about a 70% chance that you're going to lose rather right. than a 50% chance that you're going to lose. It's a stupid game. So don't play craps. Don't play craps. Play blackjack instead. Well, I'm glad we had this conversation. Okay. Yeah. As I say, I watched this last night and it's a bit hazy now. Um, I think it cuts to... Doesn't she, like, run off when she hears a woman... No, she gets gets sort of moved on by Shawn Michaels, dragged off to a room. No, no. Before that, a woman conveniently comes up to her and says, ooh... The last few lucky charms, D 
disappeared. Oh, yeah, that, that happens. And then, um, what's he called, Shawn Michaels? Vinny. Vinny, yes. Vinny yeah. sort of escorts her to his room. I liked it how he was wearing a waistcoat, but without anything else. Yeah, later on as well, he wears a knitted T-shirt. <laughs> which is fine. That's... Laura has one of those, and she can pull it off because she wears a lot of knitted stuff, but a muscle-bound man in a knitted woolen T-shirt looks like a complete tit. You know what? I'm, I'm very forgiving to show Michaels. <laughs> You, you know me, you know that Shawn Michaels is, is probably one of my favourite wrestlers of all time. This is before he um, semi-retired, so, you know, everything before then we can forget about. At this point, yeah. the best was Bret Hart. Was this when he'd lost his smile? Had he, uh... Yeah, it was around that time. <laughs> and when Bret Hart yeah. was at his absolute peak. 97. 97, Amazing. in a fake wheelchair, slagging oh. off the Americans. Honestly, I, w- I went through the old draws a few years back from 96, 97, 98. And honestly, like people go on about the Attitude Era, the, you know, 99, 98, 2000. No, the peak was when Bret Hart was a heel. Yes. He was so good. He was so good. And the Hart Foundation were amazing. Next. Next. <laughs> right. have... So she ends up in um, Tony's room. And she says, oh, for a quarter of a million dollar credit line, this room's a dump. And but then she concludes he must be very rich at the same time. <clears throat> yeah. And um, Sean Vinny, whatever it's called, advises her to stay put and don't touch anything. So she stays put and touches stuff. <laughs> Not only stuff, but like stuff that could get Tony in a lot of trouble with the IRS. Yes, with Erwin Arshayster. Did you notice the um, the computer made a funny noise? Yeah, I noticed it turned on <laughs> as soon as you put the disc in it as well. Yeah, it was amazing. It's like, um, what was it, like one of those Chromebook things? It's like, <laughs> oh, Technology but... back then. My laptop yeah. takes about three minutes to come on. Laura's Chromebook comes on in seven seconds. Yeah. Put that thing, put a disc in, away you go. Maybe it was on standby. Maybe it was a really fast disc. Maybe she was just really good at finding incriminating <laughs> evidence in in 10 seconds. She yeah. really seemed to be that good. Yeah, oh, she, she, what's she just, this? A box. Oh, a disc. Oh, a computer. <laughs> oh, he's won that much money. Bet the IRS don't know about that. Yeah. Then she, she takes the disc and runs off. What I'll say is that she, she really knows how to move a plot along. <laughs> Yeah, I will give her that credit. And that's um, something that's probably missing in Baywatch. A plot. No, I I think the episodes all had plots. I just think they were very formulaic and just didn't do anything. Involved muscles and boobies. A lot of side boob, I noticed in this one. You seem obsessed with side boob at the minute, John. (laughs) It's classic. (laughs) You just... No, honestly, it 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 was a staple of good 90s TV and you just don't get it anymore. That's because we've got the internet. No, but you, you get too much. It's like, you know, there was something great about just a bit of side boom. Come on. I always like, like the bottom bit. Anything like that. Like either or, you know, both. Why not? Full boob. Yeah, just... <laughs> just boobies everywhere. Hard, hardcore super sex, you know. <laughs> <laughs> this cuts then, I think, as I say, I'm... I'm a bit hazy on this, but um, I think this was cutting to Pamela Anderson 
having a sexy dinner party with her her man, her that, boyfriend. That was really noisy and sloppy. Oh, it was horrible. It they were like, was. They were like... Oh, I was looking away at the time. <laughs> it was like the elephant man. Yeah, it was like Rod Lidley in Poppadoms. It was disgusting. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh, hey, yeah. Stuart Lee. <laughs> no, you don't. Well, it's not as good as it used to be. But you're right, it was like someone just... I think we just wrong. lost all our viewers right there. <laughs> They've turned off at that exact moment. You remember this. However many second, minutes and seconds we are into this now is um, where people stop listening. So yeah. she barges in. Well, she rings a doorbell. And, Hang um, on, you, you, you're missing... You talked about the chemistry earlier on and there was no chemistry yeah. at all. <laughs> It was like a vacuum. Yeah, and even, even with a vacuum, there was sucky, sucky noises like you'd get in a vacuum. To... Yeah. Did you listen to the music that was in the background? No, Did you I, was hear that? Too busy. I was too um, captivated <laughs> by the sucking noises. Yeah, so they, they were listening to music, and it was basically just like a cross between 90s porn saxophone music and lift music. <laughs> Yeah. That's what you listen to at dinner parties to get you going, get you in the mood. That's why I don't go to many dinner parties. Gilf turns up. Yeah. Knocks on the door. She's a bit weird. She's a bit like, what's the word? Cagey. Yeah, she is. She's, she, um, she, she's just refusing. It's all the time in Vegas. She's got a good poker face. Yeah. Oh, oh that reminds me of a bit later on. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> Yeah, that was yeah. So it, she comes in and she's like, "Yes, I've just come to visit my favourite daughter." And she's like, "But I thought you hated California because of all the earthquakes." Did you see the start of this? Yeah. Didn't it say in big letters, "Set in Miami, Florida," or something like that? No, no I think it was. Uh, I think it was filmed in Miami, Florida. But it either was, way, it was either way, it, it had Miami, Florida in big letters across the titles. Actually, did you get the same German download as I did? <laughs> no. <laughs> you got a German download? Well, the um, it had lots of... in the. Um... Maybe that's why it was full of Nazis. <laughs> Maybe. That's b <laughs> In the opening <laughs> sequence, all the writing was in German. Right. All, all, um, all the audio was in English, but all the writing okay. was in German. That's David Hasselhoff. You know, you know the thing about him um, when Germany became unified, it became free from the communist oppressors. The first thing they wanted was David Hasselhoff to get on that wall and wear his Chris Jericho jacket. I'm sure we couldn't get rid of him any quicker. Sorry, I shouldn't slag off the Hoff, should I? He was in Kung Fury, so, he, yeah. Well, that's true. Has that got any wrestlers in it? No, I did, I did have a look at this. It should have done, but, you know... It's a great film. As, as short films go, brilliant. It's one of the better ones. It's up there with uh, wrestling isn't wrestling. This is a factual statement from Colin Cox. For once. Happens occasionally. Yeah, so so Gilfie turns up. She's all cagey. It's like, yep, yeah, I want to come and visit my daughter, blah, blah, blah. And she goes to bed. And, and like, you know, her mum's just turned up. And then CJ's just... She gives the I'm leading you up to bed kind of drag you hand gesture thing. Fair enough. Did you notice that? Yeah, I did oh, notice yeah. that. 
you know, if my mum turned up, I wouldn't like 30 seconds later just be like, hi mum, nice to see you, haven't seen you in a while. Right, come on, to bed, missus. CJ was giving mummy dear a guided tour of the locker room. Of the men's locker room. Well, it seemed to be sort of a communal locker room. But it had a very mixed with an office. Mixed with an office. And uh, where everybody where everybody at their office desk wore swimming suits. Yeah. Well, you know, you gotta be ready. This is true. Yep. No, you're right. Um, but then, you know, there's just some muscle bound guy off off um, camera taking a shower and it was all whoa here you go cover yourself up casually threw a towel to him and you know I was a bit too friendly I'm, <sighs> I'm no prude or anything like that but communal shower rooms not in my yeah. age I was disappointed we're, Brit- we're British damn it we're British we are not yeah. sexy Americans exactly maybe, maybe that's the problem Maybe that's where we could go wrong. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. We're, we're up, uptight. Is this the point where we get Tony sending Well, there's Vinny. an important plot twist here. Well, not plot twist, plot development. By the woman who's actually good at moving the plot on. Um, guilty woman stoles the disc in CJ's locker. Ah. I wonder if that will play in later. We shall see. But, um, yeah, she's then introduced to the Hoff. It's all very polite and very friendly. And then they go outside and go on the beach, and then there's somebody drowning, and um, CJ and the Hoff go and rescue <laughs> this this child. And I'm sure Michael is there. He's there just sort of lurking. With oh, This this was my favourite Shawn Michaels bit. Shawn Michaels is there, he's looking through his binoculars <laughs> and then he puts on his sunglasses, his Terminator mirror shades and he jogs across the beach to accost Gilfy. <laughs> and then, then they're just like having a bit of like, he's, he's kind of bending her arm and yeah. trying to like whisk her away. I want to know how on earth you abduct somebody in plain sight like that. Why didn't you just say... Because everyone, everyone was distracted by the shark slash octopus slash kid in a cave or whatever it was. Why didn't she just say, this man's trying to abduct me, help! Yeah, but See, she didn't want that, anyone to know that somebody wanted to kill her I think for the some problem reason. is she's um, a proper grandma. She just didn't want to make a fuss. I think because she's like, you know, a, a Las Vegas showgirl, she didn't want to be a grass. It's the worst thing worst she can thing. be. Exactly, yeah. You know, it's, you, to be a grass is worse than committing the crime. Frankie Fraser, you know, he, he told us that. Did I ever tell you the story about how I met Mad Frankie Fraser's son? Well, I apparently met his grandson once in Leeds. He, um, some cockney bloke on a bus started talking at me. He was absolutely ratted. And, um, the same, same guy. Yeah, he said that he was... Mad Frankie Fraser's, I don't know if it was son or grandson, but I think it could well have been son, you know, because he was probably in his 50s, this guy. Yeah. Might, might be the same bloke. <laughs> Did he call Mad Frankie Fraser up? No. And say, Oi, Grandad, what was this about you being on the telly with, with uh, being mad as a lorry? <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit weird. Yeah, that, that actually happened. <laughs> Yeah. I wonder if it is yeah. the same guy. Did you meet him in Leeds as well? 
No, no, he was he was in Wolverhampton. Was he quite fat? I can't remember. I can't remember. It was about 10, 15 years ago. Right. I think there was a weird thing where he thought he was his grandson, but he was really his son. Anyway, whatever. Oh, where were we? Where were we? Reviewing, yeah. Reviewing by, Baywatch. By so, Gilfie was getting dragged away by Shawn Michaels, and um, he was, come on, Tony wants to see you, that sort of thing. And then she eventually struggled free and... Um, Put the boot in and Shawn Michaels legged it. And Pam Anderson was all, oh, what was going on? And, oh, nothing. Uh, yeah, we, we found a $100 bill and I thought it was mine and he thought it was his and we had an argument over the $100 bill. You delivered it better than they did. I know, I know. <laughs> I've been, been practising. I've been practising my acting. Honestly, I think Stephen Hawking could have done that better. That's how bad it was. <laughs> Bloody hell. For some reason, CJ lets that go. Which <laughs> yeah, is absolutely it's like, it's like, Oh, well, I believe you. He was trying to drag you away, but I believe you. Was this a point where David Hasselhoff gave an expression of, hmm, I'm not convinced by that story, and it was like he had crooked eyebrows and everything. <laughs> he, he had, he he had, had a line the... between his brows. Yes, he, he furrowed his brow. Yes, his his brow was furrowed. Yeah, write that one down. You can use it in a book. It's a good line. Don't worry, I've used that one. Okay. Furrowed brow. Yeah, that's what the Hoff did. They forgot all about it, went back to the office. Eventually, CJ managed to get everything out of um, Mummy. She dismissed the Hoff, had a good heart-to-heart with her. And this is good because it's like the relationship between the mother and daughter starting to Blossom. reconnect. Yeah. Having had this heart-to-heart talk, they decide, right, let's go and confront these gangsters. Yeah. Yeah, we'll show them. My boobs and, and I'll show them. Basically, she's got two costumes in this. She's got, like, a really small white boob tube dress yeah. or her red swimming costume. And they're both obscene. Yes, the yeah. only way to describe it. <laughs> yeah, so they get they go up and, and confront what's his name Tony. Tony. Tony hey. Soprano. It says, "Mamma mia, what am I doing?" And... Yeah, so he's there uh, eating pasta. <laughs> he's going. You come to me on the day of my daughter's <laughs> wedding. He's got a floozy. Dismisses the floozy. There's a bit of a weird thing of like, would you like champagne? Would you like a Grand Marnier cocktail? <laughs> I don't see okay. how Grand Marigny will work as a Magieto. I, I, I didn't get the thing of that. Maybe it was like, maybe cocktails were new then. I don't know. Maybe they were just trying to advertise Grand Marigny. Why is it? They, they have a conversation and basically Gilfie says, like, look, I've got a disc that'll sell this hash that the IRS are going to love. What gets me about this is their thing of, you can't kill both of us because we've got a disc. Yeah. Is really stupid because it's like, well, if he kills both of you, then how is anyone else going to use a disc and connect it to you? I think it is as well. As a poker player here, it would be madness to show somebody your cards. So why would you go up to them and say, yeah, I've got that thing that you want? They have a bit of an altercation with um, Tommy, who's being very friendly, offers him a slice of his pizza um, and a ride on his Vespa, that sort of thing. <laughs> and... Um, and a dip into uh, Catholicism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and after that, 
and some tiramisu. Yeah. And a cappuccino. Yeah, yeah, okay, we, we get it. It's Italian. Come on. <laughs> After that, um, you know, they're saying, if you're going on about TV programmes, I bet you didn't see this coming, and uh, threw a drink at him, and then they stormed off, and very soft, congratulatory. Yeah, yeah. That was and good. then it takes a sinister turn because Tommy says to Shawn Michaels, take care of it, get the disc, make it look like an accident. Shit. But they don't <sighs> see this. Next, but we have a dinner party. We have a dinner party. <laughs> this is the best scene in the thing. I'm going to stay silent for this. Okay. It so upset got... me deeply. Okay. Was it Brad? Was it Cody? Brad, Cody, Brody, Brody whatever. Brody, yeah. That's yeah. an so Bro- American name. A, yeah, so Brody, David Hasselhoff, Pamela Anderson and Gilfie have a dinner party. They dance. The Gilfie woman teaches them all some Las Vegas showgirl steps. They do that. It's hilarious. They have a conversation, CJ and her mother, about the disc. David Hasselhoff leans in. And he goes, ooh, what are you on about? What's this about a disc? And Gilf turns around and says, no, not a disc, disco. Let's go and dance again. So they dance again. What a terrible, 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 terrible scene. And then there was was Brody as well. This was on television. This this was a, a highly rated show and... Of course Somebody it was thought, highly rated. Have you seen the amount of boobies in it? Oh, it was so bad. It was it was possibly the worst scene ever. It's got to be up there. It was god-awful, Colin. Yeah. God-awful. And then, so, moving on to the next scene, um, Gilfie and CJ are at a part of the beach that seems to be the middle of the nowhere. Middle of nowhere. You know what? Uh, sorry, sorry, I'm going I'm to cut in here because, yeah. like, going back over this, it's a bit like, um, I don't know, it's, I suppose it's a bit like trauma, do you know what I mean? Where you kind of relive it and you go through it and you deconstruct it and you try and kind of come to terms with it. This is what this episode's feeling like, do you know what I mean? We've watched just a really bad show and, um, yeah, it's just reliving it now. It's you feel like back we're in some, therapy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I know it's good, but it's it's raw, man. It's just, you know, it's raw. I'm there for you, John. Okay, I appreciate that. I'll, I do, I do. <laughs> I, I don't want to cry, but, you know, I might. Oh, I'll, I'll hang <laughs> up if you do. <laughs> yeah, anyway. CJ and um, <laughs> Gilfie seem to be a part of the beach, which is in the middle of nowhere, and they're about to drive off when who comes driving along? The two worst henchmen, Shawn Michaels and Guy. Guy. <laughs> it was just first appearance. Was it referee Charles Robinson? That's no, to me, it looked like an emaciated Sid Justice. <laughs> and, um, Bad blonde hair. Yeah, they successfully abduct the pair of them and take them to a gazebo. <laughs> <laughs> where you've got Tony... Eating a tiramisu Hang on. with... No, 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 no. It was a gazebo of doom. Let's be fair now. A gazebo of doom. Yeah, I think yeah. it had a force field and everything. Yeah, and um, he was eating his tiramisu and twirling his moustache and saying "Mamma Mia" and drinking some champagne. 
Did he have a bald cat that he was stroking as well? I think I think that was there, wasn't it? No, not on this occasion. Okay. But he... Did he, did he, did he have a big chair like number two off the prison? <laughs> oh, I want one of them chairs. I've, I've awesome. sat in that chair, John. It's amazing. Yeah. I think I have, actually, in uh, Port Marion. Port, Port Marion. It's not there anymore. Is it not? No. But it was there last Bastards. year and it's gone. Moving, Bastards. But getting back to this, the... Um, no, no, let's talk about the prisoner. That's good, isn't it? I like the prisoner. It's not wrestlers, isn't it? I don't know. No. Pat- oh, man. Imagine if Patrick McGoon was a wrestler. He'd be good-looking baby face. It'd be a bit like William Regal, I think. Oh, he'd be brilliant. That jacket. <laughs> yeah. Call me a prisoner. I'm not a prisoner. I'm a free man. I'm not a number. Yeah. Yeah, but it would, it would left just... and right. Driving around in that wacky car. And everything, but it'd be full of catchphrases. It's a bit TNA as well with the random white uh, ball thing. <laughs> to the back. <laughs> right. Anyway, so... But to have... be honest, the... Car- no, no go on. Carry on. No, no go I was, was, was going to say the, the last episode of The Prisoner makes more sense than TNA. 10, 10, 10. It's worse. Do you remember oh, the episode God. after 10, 10, 10 where they spent an hour and a half describing it in intricate... Fucking detail. Do you know what though? At least they tried. <laughs> At least they tried. I think if um, if anyone ever writes a book along the lines of the death of TNA, maybe that's what it should be called. TNA. At least they tried. <laughs> no, it'd just be called to the back. To the back. It's got one page in it. You just turn it over. To the back. Done. TNA. Oh, there we, we go. Wish it. <laughs> Yeah, I might, I might release that on Kindle. Just <laughs> troll, troll the wrestling community. There we go. Just, but, um, um, just two hundred and twenty pages of we wish it, and and then you'll do a revised version six years later. Unbreakable two thousand and six was great, and that um, that match with what was it? The feud between Samoa Joe and Kurt Angle that was pretty good. Then there was um, AJ versus Daniels versus Joe. Anyway, Baywatch, John. Back to Baywatch. <laughs> oh, do we have to? We have to. We're nearly there, John. We're nearly through yeah. this. Um, Come on, then. It has that scene where the Tommy starts going on about poker because Gilfie says, I've got a disc oh, and sorry, sorry, I have sorry, made a sorry, copy. Sorry. No, we need to go back. We don't. We do because we've missed a key line which will lead into a joke later. <laughs> oh, go on. Do you remember what she kept doing? What she kept doing when she was doing the dance, when Gilfie woman was doing the show dance, what she kept saying the move was called? No. She kept going, this is a thrush. This is a thrush. Is it because she has an itchy crotch? Keep that in mind. Right, where were you? Um, yeah. She's saying, yeah, well, we, we've got your disc, but we've um, made lots of copies of it sounding really unconvincing but wooden at the same time yeah and then the it's like I was unconvinced by her her attempt to come across as unconvinced mm. so maybe maybe she's telling the truth I don't know well she is a computer expert you saw how quickly you um got she got into that <laughs> computer told me turns around and says well I'm a gambler and I play poker and I don't believe that you have made a copy Yes, I have. No, I don't believe it. And her face pretty much says, shit, you've rumbled me. 
Yeah, because I can see your poker face. You're bluffing. Yes, he and uses those terms. That term. He uses lots of gambling terms at this point. He's like, I like to roll the dice. Oh, it's like, shut up. Roll the Stop. dice and spin the wheel and pull the one-armed bandit and other <laughs> shit like that. That's why I don't go to the casinos much anymore. Um, CJ gets sent back to go and retrieve the disc, having been told where it is. And um, then she just sort of, you know, she's given it explicit instructions. Do not bring anyone back with you. Do not bring the police back, that sort of thing. Yeah. So she just um, does the sensible thing of uh, doing exactly as she's told. David Hasselhoff's back with his furrowed eyebrow. Yeah. And he looks, he's got a crease between his brows, so you know he, and he even tilts his head, so you know he's like, hmm, mm. something isn't right here. Yeah, and Maybe he I should of, follow. He blocks the door, actually, and then she um, tries to be all, ha, 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 everything's fine. Which yeah, is how um, I feel about this fucking show of Baywatch. Ha ha ha, everything. No, it's not. Anyway, and then she sort of ducks underneath him and uh, runs off and how queer. So, but not in a gay way, obviously. Not in a gay way. I'm reclaiming that word for us streets. <laughs> yeah. Um, Along with the word oh, spunky. You know what, you know what? You, you, you're opening that, that placebo fan base can of worms again, Colin. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. Uh, oh, placebo fans. They're great. They're scary. They're scary. Literally the most frightening people on earth. Made me want to quit journalism. It's yeah. the worst. Worst people alive. Here's a tip for anyone who's interested in journalism. Never write a two-star review of a placebo EP. <laughs> Yeah, you will get cyberstalked for about six months by really scary people. Didn't you um, slag off um, Paul McCartney at some point as well? No, that was fine. I mean, you know, whatever. You got, got a lot of, of abuse that, for that as well, though. I got a lot of abuse, but it wasn't like, yeah, we know where you live <laughs> and, and, and sending me my address. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I wrote a fucking review about a shitty EP. Jesus Christ. When was the last time Placebo did anything good? Um, About 1996? Yeah, I'm just trying to think that that first album was alright, yeah. Yeah, it was fine. I I enjoyed the ghost track on that. (laughs) That was was good. It was average. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. Perfectly adequate. (laughs) Baywatch, John, we're nearly there. We've gone on so many tangents on this. This should be like a fucking 20-minute review and it's just like... It's boring to even relive it. It's horrible. <laughs> horrible, horrible programme. Are we there? Are we there yet? We're nearly there. So I feel, like a ki- I feel like a kid stuck on the M6. It's just like, I just want to get to Drayton Manor. <laughs> so, come on. So, CJ gets there. I, w- I, want, Dis- I, w- I want to see the Tigers. Disc in hand, John. We're nearly there. I want to go on the shockwave. Tough. You know, the standing up roller coaster. Why don't you go to Camelot instead? Ugh. Oh. No, too soon. Carry on. Uh, right. CJ, with disking hand, runs back, hands over disc. Now let us go. And there's lots of... Um, oh, not so fast. Um, Shawn Michaels, go and check that she didn't bring the police. He has a look and says, It's cool. Good. Yeah. 
great, Pop. now come, now we're going. And then she walked, they got to walk off. Not so fast. Uh, you asked if um, I was going to kill you either way. Well, I never gave you an answer. I'm going to, or something like that. And, or I um, said I was lying. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, so the two worst henchmen in the world, Shawn Michaels and um, Emaciated Justice, grab hold of these two <laughs> people to go try and drown them in the sea or something. And then over some rocks come jumping <laughs> Hasselhoff and whatever the other guy's called. And they beat up these two burly henchmen whilst um, Gilfy is um, on the back <laughs> of Tony. Eventually they subdue them and make them sit down on some rocks and they go away for a lot of years. Yeah. And then there's an emotional moment after that. Talking yeah, about how, beach, how lovely the beach is at that time of night. And Pamela Lee is trying to get Gilfit to stick around. Getting a bit teary because she's going. And then she what, does, what does she say she's got to do? What's she got to find? Her smile? I don't oh, know. Do you not remember the kid going on about her niche? Oh, her niche, yeah. She's got to go yeah. find her niche. So she's going back to Vegas, which is a good way of writing her out a bit again because she was fucking awful. And so let, let, let me just get this right. She's got to find a niche. Yeah. Yeah? She's gone a better thrush earlier. <laughs> I see. That's an excellent tie-in, John. And you're absolutely right. <laughs> oh, uh, it was worth it just for that. It was worth it. You've saved this entire review. <laughs> and on that bombshell... I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that one all along. <laughs> but we nearly missed it. That, w- that would have been terrible. You know, had to remind remind you of that moment but so John get the chart <laughs> I don't even know I don't even know where this goes on the chart to be honest it definitely Go on, goes I'll... on the sloppier end I think it goes you... as low down as 6 ok we've, we've reviewed a... worse but not much yeah I mean like as a story it was sound it was structurally sound. Yeah. The stories made sense. The character motivations made sense. I thought it was very badly told. The writers did a, a perfectly adequate job. They stu- it was it was formulaic, but it was a story. It had a plot. It moved from one point to another. They had a crisis. They had all these things. They had a resolution. Great. The delivery was just across the board. The worst ever. And we can't blame Shawn Michaels for this. No, but his he was, was bad. He was terrible. Yeah. But then Tony, the caricature gangster, was terrible. <laughs> Gilfy was terrible. Pamela Lee, or whatever she was called at this point, was terrible. Even with mass amount of side boob, this, it didn't save it. Cody Ziggler was terrible. Oh, I forgot about him. Yeah, he was. Well, the worst. he was absolutely non-existent. Yeah, and and whatever his name was, Charles Robinson's, uh, yeah, Sid, Sid Justice, Emaciate, whatever you called him. Yeah. yeah. And there was um, the Hoff, who was absolutely fun. Yeah, and it was. I was just 
disappointed that no Yasmin Bleeth. This is only the second episode of Baywatch I've ever watched. I wasn't expecting much from it. So it delivered. <laughs> didn't. <laughs> Fucking didn't. Do you know what would have been good? I would have liked if at the end the kids with the walkie-talkies came by <laughs> and did something. You know, I'd like to see them come back and tie into the storyline. Something, anything, just give me a fucking bone. <laughs> ja. But they didn't. They didn't. They let me down, Colin. Oh, well. It's not, it's not the first time children with walkie-talkies have disappointed me. No, when was last time? Well, Friday. No. Happens more than you'd think. It's it's a bit of a weird one. But, yeah. It seems to be like an ongoing theme in my life. Just kids, kids, well, kids with walkie-talkies and kids in caves, and it's had both. So, oh, caves! Just a, it's just horrible. People shouldn't be allowed in caves. No. Too many stories of um, people caves. going into caves and dying. Or like going into caves and coming out, and I don't know. It's all yeah. It's all there's always caves, isn't there? There's cave stories. Potholing. Yeah. Can you think of oh. a more stupid hobby? You know what's more stupid? There's still those magazines where you can like build a galleon. Oh god, yeah. Buy like you spend like a fiver a month to build a galleon. I worked out re- um, at some point how much it was to build. Um, I think it was a galleon of some sort. <laughs> And was, it, it, was it HMS Victory? It was something like that. I worked it out at £696.45. Yeah, you could, you could, you could probably build your own real-life HMS Victory for that. <laughs> so, yeah. To get the collection of Prisoner DVDs, it would have cost um, around £100. And they also did it for Star Trek Next Generation... There's 178 episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation. <laughs> and you could buy them two episodes at a time. Wow. The first one was a quid. Then it was six quid after that. That's a good scam. It really is. Anyway, where were we? Well, we've given is... this um, Baywatch a, um, a sloppy six. Yeah. It wasn't as bad as... Um, Cleveland, it wasn't as bad as Weird Science or Boy Meets World, but it's got to no. be up there. Yeah, it was bad. And it's a shame because I think that Shawn Michaels is really good. <laughs> He's like one of those good wrestlers they have nowadays. Well, yeah, I mean, these are some of the best matches I've seen, but he can't act. Like that one with Hulk Hogan. Oh, that was brilliant. <laughs> Shawn Michaels is also responsible for one of my favourite um, sort of skits in wrestling as well, when he super kicks a child. <laughs> is, that, is that the one with the like the when he's working in a restaurant yeah. and Triple H comes to save? Ah, oh, brilliant! And he's got this gobshite of a child just saying, "Where's my burger?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then as as he's um, been convinced to go back. You just see him super kick off screen at a lot of food coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a highlight. Definitely a highlight. So, yeah. End of the episode. Got anything to plug, Colin? Uh, 
No, but um, on my Twitter, I recently got followed by um, someone who's a... Off, do you ever listen to Wrestling Observer Live? Yeah. Yeah, um, there's someone on there who... Not, not Jim from Virginia. Yes, not Jim Jim's from Virginia. following me. No way. Yes. That is awesome. Oh, respect to you, Colin. I know. Respect to you. <laughs> He's my favourite caller in a... Jimbo, his name. I forget. Oh. But he um, he does his, a lot of stuff on women's wrestling and things like that. It turns out oh, he's got quite well a popular you. podcast over in America. But Jimbo has started following me. Now that's very impressive. Yes. Yeah. Well, You've not been he? followed by, by Eric from the go, though. So. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, we're on the Twitter, at WWA Podcast. You can follow me, at JL Cronshaw. Wells. I've got a website. It's johncronshaw.com. And I post uh, short stories and another podcast that I do on there. So probably not of interest to anyone listening to this. Anything else, Colin? Well, you can follow me on Twitter if you want. I just try and abuse a lot of celebrities and football players and stuff. It's at testycol. That's T-E-S-T-Y Col. Yeah, you're basically just one of those internet trolls. Is it trolling if you call um, James Corden a talentless fat fuck? <laughs> Is that trolling, John? <laughs> yes. Uh, in that case, yes, I am. <laughs> Well, on that. Until next time, cheerio. Bye.